I could sing you a lullaby 
Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Great deeds you men have done this day. Thank you, Your Majesty. Israel is proud of you men. Shall this day be remembered in Israel by all peoples everywhere? Your victory this day is the result of you brave, courageous men. Absalom's revolt and rebellion is this day quelled thanks to you. Well, General Itai, great work you and your men have done this day. Israel's thanks and blessings be upon you. If His Majesty will permit it, I should like to ask him when we are going to return to Jerusalem. That's a hard question to answer, Joab. So many people joined Absalom and revolt against me that I don't feel I should return to Jerusalem and take on the crown at all unless and until the people express a definite desire to have me again as their king. A delegation from Judah is here, Your Majesty. They desire an audience to plead with His Majesty to go with them to Hebron and be their king. Your Majesty, the ten tribes of Israel are jealous of Judah and have started a counter-revolution against them. Yes, I expected something like that, Joab. Trouble, trouble, that's all I've had. That's all Israel has had, and all because of my great sin. A sin is a terrible thing, Joab. 
its consequences can be so severe. Perhaps the revolution won't last long, sir. Your Majesty. Yes, Joab. Come forward and state your desire. The people of Israel, the elders, statesmen, and leaders, are all clamoring for your return to Jerusalem. I understand that a delegation is being chosen to appear before you and beg you to return to the throne of Israel. I shall accept their offer, Joab. Thank you, sir. So once again, David was established as king of Israel. And as the years passed, his fame and popularity increased. You know, Bathsheba, my dear, I'm becoming quite famous in other nations and peoples. They seem to think I'm a great and wise king. You are, dear, but uh, don't let it go to your head. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt to be great, does it? I mean, the greater other nations think I am, the more influence I'll have with them, and, and the peace and prosperity of Israel shall be assured. about, dear? The army. The army? What's wrong with the army? Well, I don't think it's large enough. These heathen nations around us understand only one language, the language of strength and force. What's happening to my peace-loving, gentle husband? I have made up my mind. I will make Israel great among the nations. I will show the nations around about that we are strong, that we can conquer all who dare oppose our will. I will require military service from all who are of the proper age. Israel will have the largest and best-trained army in the world. You have become a power-maddened monarch, a selfish, overconfident, and unwise man. I don't think I like you this way. You want every man of Israel to join the army? Yes, all those of military age, yes. The people won't like it, sir. And of course not. But I'm king. It is my command. As you wish, Your Majesty. And there's only one way it can be done properly. A census of the people will have to be taken to find out exactly how many people there are in Israel. Especially how many men of conscription age. But, Your Majesty... The God of Heaven could make his people a hundred times more than they are now. Are not all the people servants of my lord the king? Why do you require this numbering of the people? It will be a cause of complaint and perhaps even a rebellion. I command you, General. Go among the people throughout all Israel and number them immediately. For nine months and twenty days, General Joab and his captains went throughout all the land and numbered the people. Then they returned to Jerusalem. You may come forward, General. God save the king. You finished numbering the people of Israel? Yes, Your Majesty. All except the ones right here in Jerusalem. And how many are there? We've found, O king, that Israel numbers 800,000 men of military age. In Judah, there are 500,000. Ah, that makes well over a million men able to draw the sword. Yes, Your Majesty. Your Majesty, long have I served you... As general of your armies, long have I admired and revered you. But this numbering of the people, I, I think it is a great mistake. Huh? A sin. A sin against God as well as the people. Uh, well, long have I admired you, Joab. You and your opinions. Well, perhaps I shouldn't have had the people of Israel numbered. Perhaps I have been foolish. I... 
I should have taken the matter to the Lord. Audience granted. Long live the king. I am told that you are a prophet of the God of heaven. Do you have a message from heaven? Oh, king, you sinned when you had Israel numbered. For that sin, you and all Israel must be punished. The Lord said unto me, Give the king a choice of three things. Shall seven years of famine come unto him in thy land? Or will he flee three months before his enemies? Or does he prefer three days of pestilence in the land? I, I did sin. I should be punished. Of the three choices, let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercies are great. Let me not fall into the hands of mine enemies who know no mercy. Three days of pestilence shall come upon Israel. David was by the threshing floor of Arana when an angel of the Lord appeared. Then did the king speak unto the Lord. Lo, I have sinned. I have done wickedly. But Israel, like sheep, have done no wrong. Therefore let the Lord's hand be against me and against my father's house. Go up. Rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor, and thy desire shall be fulfilled. And the Lord heeded the supplication of David, and the plague was stayed. During the years that followed, Israel remained reasonably free of war with the neighboring nations. David's thoughts turned more often to the great mercy, love, and justice of the Lord God of Israel, the God who had been with him as a humble shepherd boy and who had made him king of Israel. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me on the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Hello? Testing. Testing. Yes, it's working. <clears throat> Dear Diary, this is Kim. My teacher in health class told us to keep a record of what we're doing to stay healthy each day this week. I'm using this voice recorder so I don't have to write everything down, which is a good thing because I can't read my own writing. Dad says I should be a doctor. I'm 12 years old and I'm supposed to tell you what I did today to stay healthy. Well, first of all, I ate breakfast. A lot of kids my age don't eat breakfast. They drink something sweet or wolf down a donut on the way to the bus. That's totally not healthy. In just a few hours, they're so hungry they can't think straight, or they go to sleep at their desks because they don't have any energy. All that sugar makes them feel good for about 30 minutes. Then they get depressed because their bodies don't have any fuel left. That's what our health teacher calls food. Fuel. I ate a big bowl of whole grain cereal with some peaches, honey, and soy milk on top. Then I grabbed a handful of mixed nuts and finished with a sliced apple. It was delicious. That breakfast kept me going strong until lunch. I didn't get sleepy or hungry, which is a good thing because we had a history test this morning and I needed at least a B. Mr. Jensen said I got a B plus. Whew. So what did I learn about health today? Eat a good breakfast. It can keep you awake and maybe help your grades. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. R. God promises to remember me.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 6. Another Clue What did you say? Willie asked suddenly from the kitchen. I said you've got another message, Maria responded. It's long and it's big and I don't read other people's mail. So come in here and read it before I explode. Willie wiped the peanut butter from his hands onto his pants and wheeled into the computer room. Maria and Chris stood behind him as he read the message. Dear Hot Wheels, you're right. I'm not who you think I am, although I talk to him regularly. Prayer makes a big difference. God is more than someone to turn to when you have a problem or are in trouble. He's the very best friend you could ever have. I know that you don't like to ask for help, but everyone needs help sometime, even G period, O period, D period. I believe that you will figure out this mystery. You're really too smart for me. So to keep it interesting, here's another clue. NT, D apostrophe C I E U R W, U X W, X E W apostrophe N, U A, E-I-X-J-T-E-I-apostrophe-S, period. What is that? Maria asked and pointed at the new code. What happened to the numbers? Chris asked. G period, O period, D period knew that we'd figured out the other codes, Willie said, so we get a new one. I liked the numbers, Chris said, staring at the screen. I could figure them out. I don't think I can figure this one out. Oh, come on, Chris, Maria said. We haven't even tried yet. We can do it. Willie went back to the kitchen and finished making the sandwiches. Chris and Maria stared at the computer screen. When he returned to the room, Chris and Maria just shook their heads. The other codes made some sense, Maria said. This one doesn't seem to have a pattern. It's got a pattern, Willie said. It's just different from the ones we've already done. Coco came in and stood on his back legs, reaching up toward Willie's sandwich. Here, boy! Willie threw a piece high in the air. Coco took a couple of steps backward and caught the sandwich piece in midair. Good boy, Willie said. Hey, what happened to your fancy mouse cover? Chris lifted the plastic computer mouse off its pad. Hey, where is it, Willie asked. He turned to Coco, who sat wagging his tail and facing them. Coco, what did you do with it? Coco whimpered and lay down on the ground. I know where he hides things. Willie headed across the living room to the coat closet. The door stood partially open. Coco, come here. Coco stood and whined. Willie opened the closet door. My mouse cover, he wailed. Coco watched as Willie lifted the shredded mouse cover up where the others could see it. Now it looked more like a dead mouse. Bad dog! Willie reached out and swatted Coco. Coco yelped and lay on the floor. Come on, you're going outside. Willie rolled to the back door and opened it. Coco rushed out. Willie, don't you think you were a little hard on Coco? Maria asked when he came back. Yeah, it's just a mouse cover, Chris said. Coco chews up everything, Willie said under his breath. He should know better. Willie tried to change the subject. What do you want to do now? Well, Chris and I have to go home pretty soon, Maria said. Why don't we get a copy of this code and we can take it home and work on it? Willie shrugged. I can't think of a better idea. Maybe one of us will run into G period, O period, D periods handwriting somewhere. Chris spoke up. I'll talk to Dad and see if he knows who runs the computer bulletin board. Maybe they can give us some information about G period, O period, D period. Maria copied down the code, folded it neatly, and stuffed it into her pocket. Just then, a car horn sounded out front. That's Mom, Maria announced. 
Call me tonight if you think of anything, Willie called after them. Willie turned back to the computer and the mysterious new code. NT D apostrophe C I E U R W U X W X E W apostrophe N U A E I X J T E I apostrophe S period. There has to be some sort of pattern, he thought, but what is it? Willie wrote out the alphabet like they had done the first time to see if it helped. It didn't. This one has vowels and consonants both, so that's no help, he thought. But I do know that all words include at least one vowel. That's a start. Willie wrote out the two two-letter words, N-T and U-A. What two-letter words do I know? He wrote out is, of, to, he, my, an, as. But it didn't help. What about the words with the punctuation mark in them? The marks must be part of the code. What would happen if... Willie looked at the computer keyboard, then back at the code. Slowly, he pushed the keys that were just to the right of those letters on the keyboard. Like magic, words began to form before his eyes. My favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. Willie's mouth dropped open. I'm a genius. Coco, I did it. When Coco didn't answer, Willie looked around, then remembered he had put Coco outside. Thinking about the scolding he had given Coco, he started feeling bad. Willie wheeled to the back door and called, Coco! He waited a long moment, but there was no answer. He saw Grandpa pulling weeds in the garden. Grandpa, have you seen Coco? What do you mean? Grandpa stood and wiped the sweat from his face. Isn't Coco inside with you? No, he was bad, so I put him in the backyard. Grandpa walked up to the back door. I wish you would have told me, Grandpa said. I've been moving a lot of things through the backyard. The gate's open. Coco! They both called, Coco, come here. They waited a long time, but there was no answer. Oh, no, he ran away, Willie said, and it's all my fault, he thought. Just then, they heard a car's tire screech on the street in front of their house. you have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book two the case of the secret code written by glenn robinson edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.